It's time to lead the people. The show for aspiring leaders at every level. If you want to boost your self-confidence, get noticed, and maximize your impact by leading others, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Matt Pepsel. Ready to lead? Follow me. My very special guest today is a busy wife, a mom of three, and a business owner. She discovered that it was possible to maximize her life by having more energy and a life full of all the extra that she was made for, and so can you. She's a doctor of chiropractic and a wellness advocate. She is Sarah Jane. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I wanted to get us started with this one. You had an experience in your life that led you to reevaluate things and what constitutes what I would call you at your best. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes. So back in 2015, we had two clinics. I was working in two different locations and we had two small children and I was just kind of running back and forth and back and forth. And I just thought, you know, that's just what you did. Right. And oh, I've always had a happy marriage, but I think I was always a little spiteful because my husband was very busy in his job and it, and I was left to take care of the home and do my, all my other things. And I always want to do everything well. And apparently I, I wasn't, and I had a panic attack and I didn't, I never had a panic attack before. I had had anxiety in the past and you know, it comes and goes and that's a normal thing. Right. Uh, but the panic attack, I thought I was having a stroke. So I woke up and my arm felt wet and I was like, did someone just spill on me? What's going on? So I wake my husband up, my heart's racing. He calls the ambulance because we have no idea what's going on. I'm, you know, 30, four years old at this point and not even I'm 33 years old at this point I'm a healthy person what's going on so to make a long story short with that we get to the hospital and they run a CT scan you know all the things and, and the doctor says you're having a panic attack and I'm thinking I'm surely I'm not because a why would I have a panic attack and b this can't be what a panic feels attack feels like because I feel like I'm dying like I was getting dressed at home thinking I'm I mean am I gonna see my kids again I mean it that sounds dramatic, but if a person has had a panic attack, you get it. Like you, you don't, you don't feel well. So then uh, they gave me a list of things that I should be on. And my husband, he was sitting in the chair beside me crying at one point. Cause he's like, this isn't supposed to happen, especially to you. Uh, and I said, well, I, I can't be on these medications. I have to figure this problem out. And he said, we can't do this again. And I said, well, you're right. I said, but I can't mask what's going on. I said, we got to get to the root of it. And at that point, I really dug into the functional medicine aspect of life. And on, on anything I ever, uh, on any platform I'm ever on, I am very respectful of all the things, of Western medicine, you know, of natural medicine. I am a huge advocate on what works best for you. And so that's when I started to dig in and decide that I needed to make some changes in my life. And I just happened to go down a more natural approach and it has served me well. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but it sounds like it was a major wake-up call. And I think a lot of people can relate to feeling those, maybe not a full-blown panic attack, but you know, sleepless nights, having that pressure, yes. too much to do at work. I've got this home life. I've got my social life, whatever it might be, depending on where you are in your career. And, and, and boy, it's, it's almost unescapable when you have that yeah. feeling. It is. And you're right. And I think it, it does start out like that. It starts out with, you, oh, I can't sleep or, oh, I just can't focus. And you always just kind of brush it off. You brush it off. You brush it off until all of a sudden it's just so much and your body can only really take so much. 
Yeah. And I think that's, you know, listening to your body and trying to find out like, when is it time to slow down? I had a situation one time where I had booked myself a flight into uh, New York City and I did my client meetings and I realized I had not booked myself a return flight home. I was stuck. Oh. So I, the only flight I could get was not at LaGuardia where I was standing. It was at Kennedy. So I had to jam across town. And, and it was like, that was my canary in a coal mine saying, you're too busy. You got, you can't do this. First of all, you got to get a travel agent. Second of all, <laughs> you know, stop yep. it. And, and ever since then, I, I've learned that one of my tells is if I start to become forgetful, it means there's too much on my mind. I got to slow down. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. We all, and if we all could just slow down and listen to our body, maybe we could all learn our tells, but a lot of times, a lot of times we don't. And I see it actually getting worse. I was going to ask you, you know, so on, on terms of working with clients, I know you've got a lot of clients who you're helping. What, when, when you talk to them about busyness, chronic busyness, and I, I've seen it take the next level in the last, you know, call it 12 months or so. Uh, why, why in the world are we all so busy right now? I think some people are wearing busyness as a badge of honor and I, I started thinking that I had someone come in and I said, how are you doing? Um, and it was a floodgate of all the things, but the way it was presented, it was very dramatic and all, it was very over the top. And at that moment too, I stopped and I was kind of like a dog, you know, and the dog, you know, who want to go for a walk? I kind of cocked my head like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's how busy that you are. We, I think at this point in life, there's so much going on at all times, right? We've got our cell phone with, we are working, but we're hearing the dings and we got music going. And some of us have kids. We are so used to the chaos. That's one thing. But now even kids, they start playing sports at such a younger age or they start everyone is so involved with so many things and I think too at some point people don't want to say no they can't say no so they sign up and they will do all these things and that is one thing I had to do I had to just start saying no because I knew I don't have the time for it I cannot give you what you need out of this and at the end of the day it's going to be more stressful for me to have to put something else on our plate but I get a lot of people that will say to me I can't, I can't be like you, or I can't, I can't do what you do. I don't want you to be like me. I don't want you to do what I do. I want you to do what, what works best for you. So I, I want people to take the badge off. You know, it's, it's not a Girl Scout badge. We're not going to, you know, it's, we're not more important because we're so busy because sometimes the things we're busy with aren't the important things to us. And um, we just start digging ourselves a hole. Yeah, and I'm sure you experienced that as you were in that moment where you thought you you might die, right? Where you're talking about having a panic attack helps you to really remember and, and reprioritize what really is important in my life. And, and you can't do yes. it all. I wonder how much of you know what we've been through with the health uh, issues and the pandemic and everything has led people to to adopt chronic busyness as sort of a way to re-engage with, with you know, mattering and, and saying like, I'm here oh. and, and I've, I've got to catch up. And I, I think it's actually probably exacerbating some of the issues. That's a valid point. And I think that the other thing that your comments really triggered for me is it's almost like we can take comfort in, in chaos. You know, when there's this chaotic life, then I don't have to think for myself and ask myself yes. those tough questions of what I'm all about. I can just be busy. And in some cases, it's just easier. So I go through modes of where I'm either busy or I'm trying to recuperate by turning to Netflix or you know, mm -hmm. TikTok or you know, mm -hmm. whatever beverage of choice. <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm in one of those two modes. I'm either too busy to think, or I'm just trying to recover from being so busy that I don't think. And it's like, well, time out. Like, 
let's let's take a moment to take a walk in the woods, reevaluate, you know, some of those things. Really, really important. What and so like we have this chronic busyness. I think we both agree, and you're seeing it with your clients. What are some of the negative ramifications, the aspects of, you know, what's the dangers associated with being, you know, too busy to really be at our best? Mental, I'm going to say mental health, obviously physical health, um, because no one has time to exercise, right? Uh, but I think mental health, because we get complacent, because we're so busy, that maybe we just stop caring about trying to do our best in certain situations. So maybe your job's not going so well, yeah, well, I have a lot going on at home. So I can't, I can't perform well at at my job or now things aren't going well at home well my job is really stressful like how many things so sometimes i think that uh people will hide behind the busyness and then they won't perform to what they could do and it gets hard because we are creatures of habit so if we are not in the habit of exercising and when i say exercising i'm not saying that everyone should have a trainer and we should be you know just all just crazy working out because that is not for everyone. I'm talking about if you can get out and walk 20 minutes a day, or even if you have a treadmill or whatever. I have some patients who have a walking video they do, you know, in their in their living room. If if we don't if we don't stop, first of all, we have to stop and evaluate what we have going on. Um, it. it mentally physically spiritually emotionally we're just kind of a wreck yeah i I think you know that that sort of robotic approach to life it's not only is it not fulfilling it's not sustainable and it doesn't help you perform in in all those areas i know when i was uh, at my worst i would say or or at least let's say not at my best then when i was at work i'd be thinking about home issues and when i was at home i'd be thinking about work issues so i was never really wherever i was and it wasn't until i could kind of fight through that and start to say well how do I actually be more present? How do I be more thoughtful, put things in their proper place? Uh, Things kind of got a little bit easier when I learned how to do that. And when you're talking about being robotic, if if we're late for work, we don't have the time to pack a lunch. I don't, um, I live in a very small town, so we don't have any fast food. Um, We have restaurants, but you know, if we're busy, it's, it's easy, right? It's easy to go through and grab the burger and fries and the large Coke. And now we're supersizing it and it's enough food probably to feed a couple people. Um, But then we know we can do that again, right? So, oh yeah, I wasn't able to pack, but I'm, and so now before you know it, we've put on five pounds or 10 pounds or 15 pounds, but it's because we're busy. So we just start to hide behind the busyness when the busyness can be a blessing. Like I have three little boys and we are busy, but this is a stage in life, right? This is a different busy than what it's going to be like in 10, 15 years. And I had just talked to my mom and she had said, uh, you know, I don't know how I got anything done when I was working because I'm just busy all the time, right? But it's a different kind of busy. And the cool thing is, is we can decide what kind of busy that we have. And I for sure. I'm a lot. Like I said that to my husband one day. I said, I'm I'm sometimes a lot, aren't I? He's like, yeah, with everything, like with everything <laughs> that you do. And and I do. I think I probably have a little bit bigger of a personality, but I like so many different things. Like I enjoy so many different things that I want to, you know, I, I want to kind of taste a little bit of all of it and kind of enjoy my life. But that's I enjoy that kind of busy. Right. Well, and it's no fun to say no. Right. So all of a sudden, I don't like to say no to meetings. If somebody asks me to come to a meeting because they want my help with something, I don't like to say no to experiences, you know, so but you can't 
you know, always just have yes be your default either, because then all of a sudden, you know, you, you just don't have enough to, to go around. So I, I think, you know, trying to find that, that sweet spot of, you know, what, what allows me to, to say yes to those activities and, and those things at work that really are the most important, those big boulders that we talk about. And, and uh, it, it's going to position me to be at my best for those people that are, that are in my life, because that's what they deserve from me. Absolutely. I, I was asked to teach Sunday school and this was a couple years ago and we, I will go like on weekends we have seminars or just whatever. So I knew that Sundays just aren't good for me. Um, we go to church a lot, but you know, you got to find a, a sub or whatever. So they said, we, this gal, my friend's sister said, will you teach Sunday school? And I said, uh, no. And she's like, well, you know, you can think about it and you didn't have to. And I said, well, I just, I, and I explained flat out why I couldn't. And she's like, oh, but you know what? That was a lot easier than me saying, oh, okay. I mean, I know I'm going to be gone five out of the 10 Sundays, but you know, but sometimes we do, like, sometimes we do have to figure out what's best for us and not saying that Sunday school is not important because I, you know, but I just knew that it was not going to fit in my schedule at that time. Yeah, and I think for for leaders everywhere, everything that you get asked to do, it could all be important in isolation, but yes. it's how does it fit within the context of everything else that you're signing up for? That's where mm-hmm. you know that context becomes really important. And and so a lot of times I have this this framework that I use, you know, yes, no, maybe so, and I hate no. So a lot of times it's yes, not yet, maybe so, because <laughs> a lot of times it's like <laughs> I'm not saying no, I'll never teach Sunday school, but at this point right, right. now, it's not yes. a great fit because of everything else, the context around it. And I think a lot of times, you know, leaders will take a look at everything as if it doesn't compete with everything else. Every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to a lot of other things and vice versa. So yeah. be very deliberate and intentional, right, about what it is that you're you're trying to accomplish. And then you can make the best decisions about what you're going to choose to do on a given, you know, a given day. I like that you said leaders, because I think that some of us um, really like to be a leader. And I think other people are very scared to be a leader when really all of us do have some leadership in us. And you might not think that you're a leader, but you are setting an example for someone. Someone is following you. I mean, you might not even know who that person is. It could be someone who you just see at the post office, but they see you every day. I mean, we just, you never know when you are in a leadership role. Yeah, and, and uh, it's its a charged word in some ways. Some people don't like to be considered a leader or they feel like it's braggadocio or something to say, oh, I'm a leader, mm-hmm. you know, to just walk right up. Hi, I'm, I'm, my name's Matt. I'm a leader. Uh, but mm-hmm. but the reality is I feel like it's a, truly a mindset, you know, from the time that you're an individual contributor, uh, you, you can be a leader. I'm a leader when I go to the coffee shop. I mean, that's just all I do. It, because for me, leadership really comes down to three things, self-mastery, inspiring others and delivering results. Well, that's going to be true at Sunday school. That's going to be true, you know, when you go through your life, certainly as a parent, mm-hmm. definitely at work, you know, regardless of your your level. And uh, just because you're a leader doesn't mean that you can't help other people and, and be on their team, too, when right. the situation calls for that. So I, I appreciate you calling that out. And definitely the the, the, the primary audience for, for my show, of course, aspiring leaders, either looking to get noticed, get promoted, trying to get to the next level in terms of what that means for their leadership with whatever season or phase of life that they're in, in their careers. But it would be uh, myopic to pretend like we only have a work life. Yeah, I think yeah. you did. Uh, uh, you've done a great job of sharing your experiences, both as a parent and in a small town and having slow food instead of fast food options, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of good stuff. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I wanted to touch base real quickly on that topic about eating. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I feel there's this and I guess maybe as a more experienced leader now, I appreciate the connection between 
physical fitness, nutrition, um, mindfulness, you mentioned mental health, and how these things show up in our leadership. You know, it's, it's um, silly to pretend like they don't. So on the thought on the topic of nutrition, specifically, when we're super busy, like we've agreed that we are, it can be really hard to eat well. What sort of ways can we do a better job of when it comes to nutrition? So planning is definitely obviously the best thing. So if a person can plan out what their meals are going to be or make something big on Sunday and it's going to carry you through, you know, you're going to have leftovers. That is a really big deal. And I had said something to someone once about, well, you know, if your only option was fast food, at least you could make a better fast food uh, choice. And he said, no, fast food is not good. And he just went through all things. Okay. Right. Uh, I get it. But as parent, you're traveling and you have to eat and maybe you only have certain options. Right. But you don't have, there's always a better choice, right? And we can't, sometimes we get so focused on healthy eating and I, I'm i about to go crazy when I hear people say, I just don't know why I'm losing weight. I'm eating salads. Stop eating salads because you need more, you need better nutrition than just lettuce. If you are just eating lettuce, no, I don't think you're going to survive unless you absolutely love lettuce because you're gonna be bored. You're not gonna be fulfilled. You're always gonna be hungry. You're always gonna be thinking about it. So just, if we pl- if you plan, if you throw some almonds in your purse or you throw some cashews in your purse, now you're hungry, but you know you're going to be home pretty soon. So now instead of running through and grabbing that burger or taco or whatever, maybe it's going to hold you through. And I had to get to the mind frame of it's okay if I don't eat right at these times, it's going to be okay because we have to be flexible. So sometimes people get so strict in what the, they are eating when, um, Sometimes maybe we just need to eat less or we just need to have little snacks throughout the day to get us. But um, we're we're really good at making something on Sunday that we can eat for at least a day or two. But now with our kids getting older, it's, it's harder for us because the food doesn't last as long. But there's a time thing. So people say, I don't have time to plan. Okay, do you have time to stand in the sit in the line in the fast food place? Because have you driven by there at lunchtime? I mean, I'm not sitting in there. I can't stand lines. I am not a line person. That is a waste of my time in my life. Um, so if you have time to sit in a line like that, you got you have time to just think about what's going to happen for the week. Yeah, and I think when you make that connection between the energy you have and and uh, the the less stress you have when you have done pre planning, not everybody's yeah. as as it uh, doesn't come as naturally, I should say, to everybody. But it is well worth it. You know, you know, we always talk about as leaders, plan your day the day before and plan your week the week before. So just being able to have that pre-planning, I love that. I love that message. And when it comes to fitness and nutrition, I, I got some advice a long time ago. It's simple but not easy advice. Eat with your brain and move your butt. You know, if you do those two things, you're doing pretty well. Uh, That's good advice. Hard to follow through on that sometimes, but yeah. uh, you know, pretty straightforward, you know. Uh, so we, we could talk forever about uh, nutrition and, and fitness. I yeah. love that. But um <laughs> One thing I wanted to do, I picked up on your on your background, and and I've written a fun game for you, sir. I, I I can't wait to to play this game with you here. I call it Back on Track. You're a doctor of chiropractic, so I did some homework. I'm going to share so. some chiropractic facts and figures and statistics I found on some random website. But when I give you a number, it's going to be wrong. I want you to tell me whether my number is too much or not enough. Okay, okay. too much or not enough. That's your only job. So here's the first one. There are 14 vertebrae in the adult human spine. 14. Is that too much or not enough? Not enough. It's not enough. I did not know that we're, uh, most people are born with 33 
vertebrae in their spine, but a lot of them get fused. So there's not that many when you're an adult. Like some of the bottom ones, I guess, stick together. They can, yep. Tells you how much I know about the human body. That's okay. If, yeah, that, that's not a, that's a, that's a good trivia question that you have. Not, not common knowledge. All right. This one might be a little more difficult. Chiropractors treat more than 20 million patients annually. 20 million. Is that too much or not enough in a given year? 20 million. Um, I'm going to go with what I want to be true. So I'm going to say not enough. That is true. Not enough. It's actually 35 million. That's almost Great. twice as much. 35 million people getting uh, seeing chiropractors. All right. And kind of a related question here. More than 10 million chiropractic adjustments are performed daily. 10 million. Is that too much or not enough? I bet that I bet that is. I would think that's pretty accurate. That's I would say accurate. that's not enough. Not enough. Well, it's actually quite a bit. That's a, a million a day is actually the answer. So that's a uh, million that's a day. A, a million a day, though. That's a lot. Yeah, but if I'm, how many chiropractors do we have in the name? Like, I think about like if I see fifty patients a day, that's fifty adjustments myself. And how yeah. many? You know, like I got fifty chiropractors up the road from me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, Interesting. I, I, yeah, I was going to ask you that question next, but I'll, I'll just give you the answer to this one. I found that there are uh, 70,000, 70,000 chiropractors in the U.S. alone. So that's pretty, that's a pretty big number. That a lot, is. A lot, of, a lot of issues out there. And here's my last question for you. So uh, chiropractic techniques are 4% more effective than medical care when treating lower back pain, 4%, just a slight advantage. Is that too much or not enough? Not enough. Not enough. You're right. Ding, ding. Look at that. 40%, 4-0. 10 times more effective than what the number that I gave. So, you know, be nice to your chiropractor. Sarah, my back feels better already. Now that we played this fun <laughs> game. So yeah, I actually didn't know a, a, a doctor of chiropractic. That's a, that's pretty impressive. I, I, you've, you've really done your studying and, and your patients are better off for it. Thank you. Yes, I, en I enjoy my job. Awesome. Well, my last question for you, where can my listeners, Sarah, go to learn more about you? I have a website, which is purelysarahjane.com. And on there, um, it's kind of a multifaceted website. You can uh, find supplements. You can connect with me. We can help you with a supplement regimen. Uh, there's also, I'm very big into non-toxic products and uh, detoxing people's uh, lives, detoxing their homes, detoxing heavy metals or your gut or whatever. Um, and then I'm writing a book, which should be out um should be within the next month. And that will be all on purelysarahjane.com. Very cool. I will include that link in the show notes. So you're only one click away if you take a look at the episode details. Sarah, I can't thank you enough for being with us today and spending some time sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. Here are my clean and healthy top three takeaways from today's episode. One, look for the signs. Sarah's panic attack was a clear signal that she needed to make some big life changes. Yours may be more subtle, but be on the lookout for clues that you're not at your best. Two, battle the busyness. Sometimes we give ourselves too much credit for being so busy. Being constantly in motion doesn't make you a great leader. Stay focused on making an impact. Three, choose wisely. If you want to improve the quality of your life or your leadership, improve the quality of your choices. If you can call time out and make a better choice in the moment, you'll be much more satisfied with your long-term performance. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for making this investment in your leadership ability, and thanks for sharing this podcast with another aspiring leader who needs to hear it. All right, leaders, until next time, don't just manage the business when you can lead the people.
that's a good trivia question that you have. Not not common knowledge. 